What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Let me, come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Change it up! I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. Kevin is not here, but welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. Kevin is gone in Australia doing some more international scouting. So uh, he'll be gone this week and next week. So tweet him. Um, if you have his number, text him. Just annoy him while he is in Australia, and he'll be appreciative. So other than that, uh, unfortunately, we can't check in on his kin token. But we did have an episode without you, Tommy. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you had you had listened, you had some thoughts in terms of how well we would do against the Mighty Ducks. Uh, just what did you make of our uh, performance, I guess? So I think the main takeaway is uh, I, I really like the topic um, idea. I do wish I was here for it. Um, I had a couple thoughts about the format. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going with uh, like a Battle Royale, like Royal Rumble was a good way to do it. So you start with you know, us three against their three, and then someone else just keeps coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think another alternate is like three versus three versus three, and then like keep rotating the three until they're done. Mm-hmm. I think if you keep rotating the three, like like wait until the int- team is eliminated, we can, that's like our success is, is more guaranteed. Um, because yeah. in, in theory, we could like take down Fulton and Carp and then just like essentially wait until like we don't have to like kill peter until he's like <laughs> until we're ready yeah i also think uh, it shouldn't have been to the death it should have been until you tap out um and also no weapons although i did think the the choice of weapons was good i, I think uh, having a mace would be interesting i also had some thoughts that like some of the ducks would pick like a really stupid weapon <laughs> like averman would go with nunchucks and like knock himself out yeah um but it was uh, it was overall um a pretty good i think um Getting Fulton out of the way was uh, super important. Um, I think that you guys were right that, you know, um, Guy would be, like, enraged and it would be lead to our downfall. Um, and, and so I think it was uh, – you guys did a pretty good job. Appreciate that. So if we go without weapons, do you think we last longer or shorter? And also assuming that you we play not to the death but just to, to pin – uh, how does the, how do you think that affects our performance? How long we last? I think um, in both cases it honestly helps us because a weapon is a great equalizer. Um, and so if Peter Mark has a knife, it's like, and if I just have brass knuckles, all he has to do is really kind of like if I hit him, just get like one good like jab in, mm-hmm. like, and he could like stab me in the stomach or something. And so that that's really like benefits the ducks. And but at the same time, like. You know, if Kevin has a bat, it's a good way to save your save your stamina. And so all he has to do is get like one crack over, you know, Fulton. Um, I, I think bare knuckle brawl is uh, is kind of the the most accurate way to do this. Yeah, I can see the the uh, reasoning for that for sure. Yeah, so I, I see it just as kind of like t shirt, jeans, tennis shoes, or t shirt and like basketball shorts is like what you're wearing, uh-huh. and it's just like tapping out um and so until you can't take anymore okay and so do we last till 10 still do we 
go beyond that? Um, I think we go the distance. <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, getting Fulton out of the way early is just so key. And, I mean, and if, if there's no weapons, then, then I, don't, I don't see an issue. I think um, I would, uh, you know, Kevin is the biggest of the three of us, but he has the worst stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might be, um, we would need to kind of keep him rested. Um, I think you would be able to probably go the longest. Um, but as, as but I, I think uh, I would be able to stay on my feet pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if we're doing, it's a big difference between killing and having someone tap out. So if we're, if we're doing that, we can like pick them up and slam them. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's just it essentially so. yeah um and it's until they give up so you you would like but at the same time it's it's like if they like like double team someone and we're just like poking you in the eye you're just like oh fuck i can't i can't be blind for the rest of my life <laughs> and so maybe you you give up yeah that's true and and so yeah i think either way like either scenario it's it's gonna be an interesting fight like good pay-per-view sales for that mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay i i to agree probably that we go the distance if it's just bare knuckle and it's still tap um i I think though if we're facing the d3 ducks i don't think we go the distance by any means yeah i I think we're we maybe make it like one round and we have to be very strategic of who we're fighting yeah especially if portman shows up yeah and i mean if you got like i mean they're supposed to be like 13 14 in the movies but obviously they're older Mm -hmm. and so i mean think about like a hormoned out 15 year old it's like they're they can run for days and yeah. you know they don't they don't have any like regard for like oh i better not like really hurt myself so yeah that makes sense so we'll maybe we'll revisit the d2 and d3 fights uh later on to see how far we can last there uh what did you make of at totally offside suggestion that we use a random number generator instead of picking uh, the earliest opponents. I, I like that. I think that um, that makes it um, more to chance. And then also, like, neither can really strategize as much. Yeah. And so, you know, in theory, if we got, like, Conway and, and Fulton and, like, Jesse right off the bat, you know, that, that's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we win that without one of us going down, you know, we should be able to win it. Yeah. And someone else mentioned that Jesse was willing to fight Bombay uh just because he thought he was like bringing drugs into the neighborhood so maybe we didn't give jesse enough credit although we did say he murdered us so uh we'll yeah i think we might need to revisit this with all three of us with a a d2 and a d3 possibly Uh, i i think another wrinkle to that is maybe maybe for a later episode is if you were in like a two-on-two street fight who would you want as your duck as mm. like you get a duck to back you up who would it be that I like that. All right, we got a lot of topic ideas going on, so let's move on. Before we get to the topic at hand, though, we should mention no trivia today. Uh, We should have it hopefully next week uh, if schedules align and that kind of stuff. We were just working out the details of this next round. I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it. I think it will be very uh, entertaining. I think the people... Um, that are worried about like the integrity of the competition uh, might be disappointed in how this format goes. Uh, but for everyone else that is just wants to have some fun, I think we're ready. We'll we'll deliver on that. I think this is will actually be a um, a critical 
hit. I think everyone will like this format. I think it'll be tough for people to 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 find holes in it. Interesting. There Interesting. is going to be a, like a subjective nature with it, but it'll be incredibly fair. Okay, that's good. This is good. See, if it is a big, we could do this again because unlike the last round where I was running out of uh, topics and whatnot, this round we have plenty to go around the way our format is. So you could be seeing this in the future as well. So I think this will probably be the new form of um, all competitions, actually. (laughs) Everything will just go to this. I like that. All right, so let's move on to the topic at hand. Uh, Tommy, do you want me to explain the topic? Yes. Okay, I figured. So we have not really gone deep into one Michelle McKay other than in episode 107 when Tommy outlined her role as a time traveler to keep the ducks together to save the future, a la Terminator slash Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, I went back and listened to episode 107 in preparation for this pod, and I would recommend it if you haven't listened to it in a while. It's quite good. And and so very quick, the rundown of that is that Miss McKay is in D2, um, but she tra- travels back to D1 to, to um, get the ducks together as the principal, so when she's an older woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she stays, like she obviously can't be by the ducks in D2, but she stays to keep the ducks together. She gets a job at Eden Hall because the the same actress who played the principal in D1 and like one of the teachers in D3, the one who had like, oh, there's a pop quiz every like mm-hmm. every three days and there's a blah, 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 is the same actress. And so this is uh, this explains that, uh, that uh, plot hole. Um, just with some simple time travel. Yeah. So we're going to sort of go off that, but not really. So we're going to look at D2, Miss McKay. And this so, is the original McKay. There's no time travel yet. Yeah, exactly. D2, Miss McKay. And we're just going to get in um, to really her role and how she really fit in here. So my first question is, I guess it's kind of a two-part question. How did she get this like tutoring job and like what was her job before this that allowed her to become the tutor for the junior goodwill games team for what i assume is an extended period of time so i figured she's associated with hendrix somehow Mm. um you know because tibbles is essentially the one who like introduces them right yes so she is a hendrix employee or she's found by hendrix so maybe she was like you know, uh, a teacher at an academy somewhere or, like, just, like, an overall, like, tutor of, like, college hockey players or something like that um, somewhere in California. Um, so I think she's related to Hendrix somehow. I don't know if, like, Tibbles knew her beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can imagine Hendrix and Tibbles wanting someone wanting someone who's going to pass them, so who's going to play on ho- like hockey but also want someone who could, um, you know, kind of keep their keep them focused. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe they thought McKay was going to be a pushover, which clearly isn't the case. Um, but I think there's there's definitely a Hendrix connection. Yeah. So, I like the sort of academy teacher, maybe like a private school deal. Maybe she's retired or went part time or something, and they they found her and got her. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like Tibbles really knew her all that well at the beginning. So I wouldn't think this is a Tibbles hire, but you would figure 
if Hendrix is running this whole thing, yeah, she's probably a Hendrix. It could connection. be something where like they had applicants, whatever, and Bombay was just like looking at headshots to mm. pick one, and he's like, "Oh, there she is, Michelle McKay. There's the best one, oh. like the best looking one." So, so Bombay picked her out. Maybe I can imagine like Hendrix saying like, "Oh, here's a stack of possible tutors. Mm-hmm. Here you go." And I mean, you could also go as far as saying like, "Was there some kind of?" Was she a plant by someone, you know, in in, a, in an effort to um, disqualify some of the the less academically inclined ducks? Oh, um, but I don't I don't necessarily think that's the case. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. We talked about the Hendrix connection. Like, could she have had a secondary role? Like, was she spying on Bombay for Hendrix for Tibbles? Is there? Well, maybe she was like tasked with, hey, you let us know if Bombay does anything stupid. Yeah. Because he's the face of our franchise. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you get close to him. You know, tutor the kids, of course, be a good tutor. You get close to him and make sure he's not doing anything dumb like wearing Nikes around when he should be wearing Hendrix. Yeah. So, okay. So just more of a, ch- not like a, hey, if this person's out of line, then we are going to go step in. It's just like make sure he's wearing Hendrix and that kind of stuff. Or is it I, I, deeper? I think, um, it could be deeper, I think, um, knowing the um, the levels of Hendrix and Tibbles. But w- I think we've we've designated that Tibbles is like essentially a, a good guy at heart. Um, in in one of our pers- now he's flawed, of course. Yeah. Um, but I could see McKay being being hired with the understanding that she needs to pass the kids, but she kind of has full reign of like the classroom. Yeah, and then we mentioned Tibbles. In the past, we mentioned that Tibble's under a lot of pressure, but typically a good guy. So. It's also a good PR move to have like a team tutor, and it's like this is during the summer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean you would you would assume so. They're not they're not in school, yeah. And so this is a good. This is like essentially like a glorified babysitter. Yeah, I mean the Ducks are out playing street hockey and stuff when Charlie rounds them up. It's not like they were all sitting in school, so you would figure it's the summer. Uh, I like the PR move. Uh, if it was super deep, you would figure when Captain Blood and all that came in, they would step in. But maybe not. Maybe because Tibble Tibbles needs to win, probably as bad as Bombay. It's almost so, like she's the handler of the team. Yeah, she, you know she's there. So Hendrix is, or Tibbles is like, hey, you know, I'm just gonna worry about the image and everything. So you make sure that everything is great mm-hmm. and. You know, and then we don't have to worry about anything. So keep these kids in order, keep Bombay in order. You know, okay. make sure the kids are also coached up and like what they need to say to the media. Mm-hmm. And so she's almost like um, like a media relations slash tutor slash compliance officer. Mm. So she maybe didn't even go to Tibbles with this Captain Blood stuff and that kind no, of stuff. No, she, she just, definitely kept that close to the vest. Yeah, she just dealt with it. And, and Tibbles is like, I don't want to hear about anything unless like I have to. Like, you take care of it. Uh-huh. So in that way, you know, there's no possibility for, like, more leaks or anything like that, and it, it all stays in-house. Okay. I like that. So uh, my next question, we see very little of this, but was she a good teacher? I feel like our main scene is uh, when they're outside, they're talking about the Olympics. Obviously a lot of involvement there, but I'm not sure how – I guess I'm not sure how much she needed to be a good teacher if this is the summer, well, just to keep them sort of together. 
I wonder if there's some kind of like junior Goodwill Games like rule, like hey, each team needs to have like learning time. Uh huh. And so how they do that, it's their own, but you can't just be there for for athletics. You're there to learn about other cultures. And so maybe a lot of her teaching was about like other cultures, like oh, you know the yeah. ancient Greeks, things like that. That makes sense. Um, and so maybe that was kind of like the structure. And so they want to have a combination of like team building slash like you know you know cultural diffusion whatever mm-hmm. um and so it wouldn't surprise me if they had like oh you guys are playing like italy tomorrow let's talk about you know like ancient rome or whatever or let, let's talk about the renaissance and like trying to to play it and it was like oh Trinidad and tobago it's like let's talk about you know caribbean or something mm-hmm. like that i don't know um so I, I can imagine lesson plans like that it's not like hey, today we got math, tomorrow we got social studies, whatever. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's uh, almost like... It being ca- summer school. Yeah, it's almost like a big camp where it's like athletics focused, but you're you're doing other things that yeah. are like more academic focused. Okay, yeah. So in that respect, you, I guess she is a good teacher then. She, I mean, she she has the kids focused at the very least, other than when they're Yeah, dead. and they're not in a classroom. So, yeah. like, they're in an alternate setting, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see a couple cla- – the only classroom we really see is when Lu- Luis is He's asleep. asleep. Yeah. yeah. But uh, – so we know she's in there a little bit. But, yeah, switch it up. Smart move. Smart move for a teacher there. Um, then we just move on, I guess. If she's checked all those boxes, we go to the coaching. Um, couple of questions. A, how far – how far do you think USA goes if Bombay just never comes back? Um, I guess the the ref who uh, who seems very you know by the books. Mm-hmm. Except he probably knows that that's not an official coach. Although I guess her name is probably on the team sheet somewhere. Yeah, you'd figure she. I I would say that would be illegal like i don't know the official rules of the junior goodwill games but she is an adult that's in a f- official capacity with she's the team. in like the media guide i'm yeah. sure and it probably is something like team not like like team you know ambassador mm-hmm. um so i mean if they don't have bombay it seems like they're forfeit yeah i mean they forfeit to I, those rules and i and i bet you if they forfeit bombay is probably like like civil lawsuit from Hendrick, like you violated your contract. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so Bombay owes essentially his career and his livelihood to Miss McKay. That's a great point. Yeah, because if he if they owes don't more than play just a that kiss game, the cheek there really. Yeah, if they don't play that game, Bombay never becomes the director of player personnel. And and can we talk a little bit? Like he just doesn't show up. Yeah, he doesn't Risky know. Move. Does he know that McKay has? Has he said like? Is he te- like, and there's no cell phones in, and so well, I guess there's no texting, mm. and so he's just like, fuck it, yeah. And so does he even realize that McKay was like was the one who essentially saved your ass? Yeah, I feel like we've touched on this before, so I think he realizes it at the end, but very very risky move because it doesn't seem like McKay knows where Bombay is either. So mm-hmm. he just disappeared for hours, missed the pregame warm up, missed. Basically, the start of the game, uh, they have to call in McKay from the crowd. So, yeah, I guess he was, maybe he's assuming Tibbles or somebody jumps in. I guess not much real thought from Bombay there on what happens if he doesn't show up. Very sort of irresponsible 
uh, just because he needed to clear his head that he puts the entire team's chances on the line there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, very. Uh, and McKay rises to the occasion admirably. Yeah. So, second question. Should she have let them lose? Like, is there a, a lesson there in forfeiting this game? Or is this just a a lesson in adults abandoning them when they've already been abandoned? Well, I guess many of them, not all of them. She should definitely not have let them lose. Okay. Um, I think that wrecks a lot of them. Um, yeah, now... It would have been like a cold blooded thing. It's like, coach isn't here. I'm sorry. That's it. That's life. Yeah. There's more. And she definitely seems like the kind of person who's like, it's just a game. Uh-huh. There's more important stuff than this. There's, yeah. you know, starving kids, you know, in third world countries who would love to have the opportunity to even just watch you guys play. You guys are going to learn from this. I could see her being that kind of person because mm-hmm. she, she does not seem like a, you know, gung ho sports, you know. Um, but I think she also recognizes that these kids need this. This is important for them. She's probably very much of like having like a good balance of your studies and like extracurriculars. Um, so no, I, you you can't do. That. I think that if if they lose that game because of forfeit, they don't. The Ducks don't hate her or anything like that. And they but they do. They will never forgive Bombay. Uh huh. Does she know at all that they are? possibly headed to Eden Hall at that point because you figure they forfeit that game they don't win the gold they probably don't go to Eden Hall obviously Tibbles is out as well so like she really saves a lot of asses there just uh getting on that bench so may do you think there's any sort of so she's like heard rumblings that they're going to Eden Hall and she's probably like oh that's a great school academically etc you know, maybe she has, and so maybe she, like all the wheels are turning. It's just like, oh, they got to get over this. But they, because I could also see her being like, I'm, I'm not a coach, and like that's against the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, maybe it is. You know, it's not. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that's a good question, though. Um, I could, I, I definitely think that if she did know, she's definitely coaching there because she knows that, you know. Anyone like some of those kids, like they can't afford anything. They've mm-hmm. got all the issues of the Inquirer as like hockey pads or whatever yeah. taped to their shin guards, um, and and so she would definitely step in. Yeah. So maybe she doesn't, or maybe it's very early at that point because she is sort of hesitant to jump in. Where yeah, if if she knows that they have, if at the end of this is a Eden Hall scholarship, then she's probably like, I guess I have to do it, like mm-hmm. no matter what. So. Maybe she jumps at it a little quicker. So, all right. And also, maybe she's like keeping closer tabs on Gordon. Mm. Like, hey, you, you yeah. don't fuck this up because you're going to fuck up these kids' futures. Yeah. That's a great, uh, going back to our point about Gordon being irresponsible. Yeah. That's a great point as well. Like, he'd, he is putting these kids' futures on the line, both educationally and athletically. So, uh, congratulations to him. And moving on. In terms of Miss McKay, I think the other sort of topic that we sort of touched on is Bombay and McKay. There's some sort of relationship there, um, but we never really see the other than like the kiss on the cheek. We never really see them romantically, but they are like hugging at the end and like sitting next to each other at the bonfire. What happened there? 
I see it as very platonic before maybe the bonfire. Um, Bombay is obviously very focused on the L.A. lifestyle. And Miss McKay almost has this kind of like girl next door quality to her. She's not like those models that he was like in the photo shoot with. So maybe he just isn't paying attention to her. And he also has like eyes on, you know, Iceland chick. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think, I also don't think she has like feelings for him that way. I think she's also very professional. Mm -hmm. Like, so even if he said like, oh, hey, why don't we go grab dinner? And she'd be like, you know, I hope, you know, I hope this is just in the capacity of me being like your team ambassador. Yeah. Because my priorities, these kids. Um, but then like after they win it, I could see them like going out maybe. Mm. Yeah. At the end. Okay. So Bombay going on a date with Maria doesn't affect this at all. Um, no, I think McKay has shown she's very mature. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like doesn't need like even even if she did have feelings for Bombay she'd be like all right well I'll, I'll move on you know and so and even if you at the same time if you went out with Maria like a I think she would be a little bit loyal like essentially to like her gender where it's like I you're not like I'm don't play women like that mm-hmm. if you're unless like you she struck out and said like hey let's just be friends and so I could see her being like that um so I don't I don't know I I think that she um she's very mature and, and professional about everything, um, and but maybe they they maybe they do kind of get together at the end, uh, at least for a fling. Yeah, I can see that. I can see McKay putting it off, and then at the end, then she's she fully understands. Hey, we were we weren't anything when they were dating, and whatnot when Bombay was dating Maria. So. But she could also be like. Are you now only like interested in me because of the like I'm here and you're here? Mm. It's it's because you you yeah you know you struck out with Iceland chicken now I'm the only like w- you know young woman around the team is that why you're interested? Yeah, and, like I don't want that. A lot of questions for a young Gordon Bombay there. So and maybe that's one of the reasons why he uh, he doesn't go to Eden Hall, so he can stay in L.A. Mm, to stay with McKay. Yeah. Do you think he pulls her onto his staff in some capacity as director of player personnel for the Junior Goodwill Games? Does he create a position for her where she's like maybe full-time for this Junior Goodwill Games uh, program now? Only if, um, I don't know. I think it depends on if he shuts, she shuts him down because I don't think she'd, um, she'd want to be on his staff if they were romantically linked. Yeah, that's a good point. So... Mm, I don't know though, because like if if they're romantically linked, would they would she be able like would she be that mature where she would not want to like hang out with her quote unquote boyfriend at least for the time being? Uh, like I think she would be worried about it affecting her professional life. Okay, like if things don't go well with Gordon, is it going to be like a toxic at- atmosphere where yes. you know? And if I go here will people say hey you're only there because of your boyfriend oh um and i think she's um she's a lot smarter than that um so she would um she would kind of decline it now if they like got married Mm -hmm. then i think she'd be fine because she'd be like oh i'm in this for the long haul everyone knows this and i've proven myself you know this isn't nepotism yeah no that's a good way to put it yeah and you would figure mckay probably knows yeah she's smart enough to sort of realize the implications of those things where Maybe in my question, I was not thinking of that. So 
She's, I could see her being still involved with Team USA, but in like a different division. Like if she went to go be like head of PR. Yeah. Or or something like that where like overall US Team USA, she's worked for Team USA, but not for hockey. Yeah. And she's not. Yeah. Okay. I could see. Yeah. Maybe she's, she's like, like the basketball the, coaches, player, director, player, person. Yeah. Like or maybe she's like the educational advisor for all of Team USA or something mm-hmm. like yes. that. Okay. Yeah. I think that works. Then uh, Bombay just sticking her on his staff somewhere. So, all right. Um, I think we we sort of figured this out in terms of Michelle McKay. Pretty uh, straightforward trajectory there. Does I mean, obviously you would figure Bombay and McKay would break up at some point. Um, do you think that affects her position with the Junior Goodwill Games team, Team USA? No, I could see, like, so this is like, you know, mid to late 90s. Mm -hmm. And so I could see some people thinking it might and being like, oh, hey, are you going to be able to, like, still work around this? And she'd be like, yeah, I'm a professional. Like, I separate my work and home life. Um, I don't think it impacts her um, unless it was, like, they were going to get married and Gordon did something really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they get that far. I think... Bombay feels more awkward than she does. Oh yeah, but. definitely. And and he's the he's the kind of guy who would almost be like over like if they broke up, then like try to be overly friendly to her. <laughs> like, hey, like there's no hard feelings here, even if he was like an asshole. Yeah. He wouldn't like avoid her or give her space. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think uh so Michelle McKay, overall, pretty pretty good success story. Uh, that might be because we don't have Kevin here, but uh, we can bring him in at a later date to see how he feels about this whole situation. And and there's also the question, of course, of um, going back to the time travel element. Yes. Has she gotten like a tip off sometime during D2, maybe from her future self, but she didn't realize it was her future self? Oh. Being like, it is incredibly important that you are in this position. Yeah. Or something like that. That's a great point. Um, and maybe, um, you know, things don't go well with Gordon. Like almost maybe they go disastrous. Mm-hmm. And But she knows how important it is for, for Team USA to get better. And that's why she essentially goes back in time, gives up her maybe later years in life to go relive them as, a, as an educator. Yeah. And maybe it's because she realizes, you know, the um, – you know, it's her um, her life is to get or her her life's main goal is to get these ducks in a position of success because, you know, Guy becomes president or something like that. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that brings up an interesting question. Then, so she goes back in D one, and you would figure that was just to make sure, like everything got yeah. to D two. She's the one who gets the ducks together. Yeah. So they got to D two, and she knows D two goes well. Maybe she has to tip off her her former self at this point to like do something exactly it's or maybe she's she like sends her like the job application for it in the mail randomly yeah. oh okay and it's of course at this time older mckay realizes everything you know that might have happened be like i got a random like note in the mail about this and yeah then she's kind of like oh shit did i send that to myself and then she like kind of remembers back to the handwriting and was like oh my god that was me who tipped myself off off yeah and then she has to do it again to her former self. It's, it's kind of like self. Yeah. in Terminator where like John Connor's dad is actually Kyle Reese who goes back in time. Uh-huh. And so it's like, okay, would 
then and you get into the whole the weird hypotheticals like how he went back in time and it was a father so he was a father all along but how did that even fucking work yeah you know it's like these weird time travel like paradoxes so yeah okay so they get together in d1 and then d2 everything goes swimmingly um in terms of d3 like why do we think she is there for is she just sort of monitoring again or was there like a big moment or something that happened where she had to go back and fix it that's a good question um I think that it's, again, a Terminator scenario where maybe someone was going back to try to... Oh, okay. Unfi- like, maybe someone went back to break him up on the and, like, is now on the board. Mm-hmm. And so she she's, like, getting called back into action. Like, hey, you need to go, like, apply for Eden Hall because these kids are going to need you because someone's going to go back and break them up. Yeah. Like, there's, like, McGill, like, tries to go back and back, like, keep trying to break up the yeah. ducks because he's, so, uh, he's so obsessed with them and them, you know, can't believe they beat us that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's something like that. It, okay. It's more than just, well, shit. I, I need to just make sure it's like she knows something could happen. Yeah. Okay. A lot happening off the screen in mm-hmm. these documentaries with Michelle McKay and her future slash former self. I guess I don't know. So yeah. If, I mean, if you have any other theories or connections to make, we'll uh, we'll aggregate them and put them all together in one epic Michelle McKay time traveling scenario. You know where to find us, thequackadack.com at quackadackpod on Twitter. Uh, Let's take a quick break and come back with a quack question. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back. We have a quack question. And if you remember, I've been putting out the call for some voicemail quack questions. We got one today from Stevie Yanks before we play it. Just to let you know, there's a link in the show notes. There's a link in the episode description in how to uh, send us a voicemail. It's pretty simple. You click the link, and then you record your voicemail and hit send. Uh, you can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. Either way. But if you want to be featured on the show, we like the voicemail, quack questions, and other things. Tommy wants to see impressions of us. Kevin wants to see impressions of the ducks. Anything on your mind, send us a voicemail. As I said, link in the show notes and episode description. Here is the quack question from Stevie Yanks. So here's another quack question for you guys. Which fart smelled nastier? Goldberg's fart in the limo in the first Mighty Ducks or Dean Portman's fart in training camp when they're all tied together in D2? All right. Very, very very academic question. Yeah, very high class there. So you evaluate Goldberg's part. I mean, everyone smelled like everyone smelled, and was like, "Oh, Goldberg!" And then they stay in the car, don't they? They're in the car, and so I think instinct is like it's it's Goldberg's at worst. Yeah. However, it seems like Goldberg's always doing this, and also he says it wasn't me. Yeah. So there's some debate. So was it like Peter? Eating all that candy? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, there's some debate there. Um, Portman, they're in, they're in a 
the facility. They're all they're all super sweaty to begin with, so who knows what all the smell is. Yeah, I mean they're tied together. They fart. They there's a fart. Everyone thinks it's Goldberg, and then it's actually Portman. So it's got to be at least on an even level as a as a Goldberg fart. Um, you mentioned they are sweaty. They are in smelly hockey equipment. If there's a fart there, oh. you would figure that's got to be pretty dang pretty potent. Yeah, to uh. To really make it through all the equipment and for everyone to smell it like that. So, yeah, I mean, we know it's Portman. He's a big guy. Big guys tend to have smelly farts. At least that's what I've been told. Um, Depends on what they're eating. I, I, that's like, true. I, I can imagine Goldberg not eating healthy as an 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, like, deli meat and a lot of, a lot of candy. Yeah. So, but, I mean, Portman is, like, puberty- He's eating everything he can get his hands on, I imagine. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So then yeah, I think looking back, you have a teenage fart really versus like a ten year old. I feel like there's gotta be a difference there. Um yeah, I think just the fact that we don't really know who it is. Like Goldberg obviously trying to defend himself. I think he's pretty convincing at that point. You make a good point about Peter eating a bunch of candy, a bunch of strange candy. Who knows what's gonna affect him there? So, I mean, I would go with Portman. I, I would agree, Portman. All right, there you go. For us, thequacktech.com. Go there, contact us, at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us what you think this next trivia format is. Uh, go to the shop, get some gear. Keep telling your friends about the pod. Keep growing the pod. We appreciate that. That's the easiest way to help the pod. If you want to help even further, you can go click the link in the episode description for uh, listener support. Just you know, throw us a dollar or so a month. It helps a lot. It helps keep the lights on there. So we appreciate that. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Hey, ain't no turning back. It's got to be-